The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Derek Dorch of the Diversa Group, which is entirely responsible for its content. Welcome to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch. Derek walks you through how to win government jobs, effectively manage your government career, and best utilize government services. Every week on Fed Access, you'll learn about interesting federal agencies, workers, and careers. Fed Access provides you the access you need to succeed in the federal government. And now your host, Derek T. Dorch. Welcome to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. Thank you for joining us. We are going to have a great show today. We're going to be talking to Tony Reardon. He is the national president of NTEU. They are one of the federal uh, um, uh, 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 groups that are out there in terms of representing the unions that are out there that's representing federal employees. And we'll find out who are all different people who they represent. But there's a lot of issues going on. If you're monitoring the news in terms of federal news, uh, whether it be budget, whether it be situations where federal employees, the morale issues, whether it be uh, a number of different things that are happening across the government that's been happening over this past administration uh, with this uh, over 2017 and now going into 2018. Tony, welcome to Fed Access and thank you for joining us. Derek, thank you very much for having me. I'm uh, excited to be with you. Hey, just just real quick and, and, and talk to us about NTEU just for those who, you know, a lot of people do know who you are. A lot of people are members. But for those who aren't and those who don't know about you, talk to us about your union and what it represents. I'd be happy to do that. NTEU is the National Treasury Employees Union. We represent uh, approximately 150,000 federal employees in 32 different agencies um, across the country. So one of the things that um, I'm very excited about is that, in fact, this year, in 2018, NTEU is celebrating its 80th anniversary wow. in uh, representing federal employees. So, you know, we're known um, around town as uh, the largest independent federal sector labor union um, in, uh, in, in the country. So, in a nutshell, that's, that's uh, who we are. Now, in terms of who we represent, Derek, mm-hmm. we represent, um, as I said, employees in 32 different agencies. Um, uh, those are employees in the Internal Revenue Service, uh, Customs and Border Protection, um, Department of Commerce, FDIC, HHS, FDA, National Park Service, um, on and on and on. So 32 um, agencies and all. So if you are a federal, I mean, employee in any of these agencies, you can join. And let me ask this question, Tony, because a lot of people will, will talk about the demise of unions these days and, you know, that, you know, unions are not as relevant these days. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure you dispute that. But what what's your take on this on the union thing? Because some people will really say, hey, unions are good. And some people will say, hey, you know, unions are no longer a functional part of, of any kind of organization. What's your take on that? Well, you know, I think when you look at unionism um, throughout the country, I think it would be hard for anybody to argue that unions are as strong, in terms of numbers anyway, mm-hmm. um, as they were, for example, uh, several decades ago. Now, the reality is, in my view, that in today's world, unions have never been more important and have never been more relevant. And that, I would, I would argue, is certainly true um, in the federal sector. If you look, um, Derek, at, at what's happening in the federal government, I mean, for example, uh, we just 
um, had the administration put forward its 2019 budget. And when you look at what that budget is calling for in terms of uh, the reduction in uh, funding for several agencies, which ultimately would require agencies to lower their number of uh, employees, when you look at the tools and the resources that agencies simply cannot bring to bear because they don't have the funding in order to do it, when you look at the attacks on uh, pay, for federal employees, on benefits, and by benefits I'm referring specifically um, right now anyway to retirement benefits, health benefits. When you look at the attacks on due process uh, in the federal government, simply look at uh, the Veterans Administration, for example. Mm -hmm. If you look at the attacks on uh, collective bargaining rights, I don't think that any federal employee that has the ability to be a part of a union should pass up that opportunity. Right now, in the federal sector, in these agencies, it is only the unions that are there fighting for federal employees. So I think, you know, in reality, there has never been more relevance mm -hmm. and more importance for people belonging to their union than right now. You know, Tony, as you as you kind of think about this and I kind of want to get into some of these issues, uh, you know, the budget kind of came out um, and, 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 and even before I really hit on that. Uh, what's your take, Tony? Because I, you know, I talked to a lot of federal workers, but they they you know, they can't express themselves on in, on air. They can't come on. They can't really express any kind of frustrations. What are you hearing? Are you hearing morale issues? Are you hearing frustration from federal workers? I mean, are you hearing, uh, you know, they almost feel embattled a lot of the politics politicians will beat up on federal workers one minute, you know, you know, you're the, you're the greatest agency on the earth. And then the next minute, you're the worst agency on the earth or, you know, all federal workers are bad or whatever the case is. You're doing this and you're not doing it correctly. What are you hearing about the morale amongst the federal gov government and agencies? Well, <laughs> um, Derek, I get the opportunity as the NTU national president to travel around the country and talk to a lot of federal employees. Right. Uh, that NTE represents. I have been, over the last several years, last couple of years, stunned, candidly, by the number of people who say to me that the morale of the federal workforce, force, the, the morale, in fact, the, you know, their individual morale has never been lower um, than it is right now. And I will tell you, one person, Derek, um, to, to tell a quick story. Yeah, please. One, one person said to me, you know, Tony, I cannot understand how our employer, and she went on to reference the United States Congress, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she said, I can't understand how our employer hates us so much. She said, I can't get my mind around what we have done that is so wrong right. when all we're trying to do is do the work of the american people we are patriots like anyone else right. and you know that really that hit me when I, I was actually standing in a room of people and and um she said that and i thought holy cow you know that that really for me um encapsulated the way so many people uh, so many federal employees feel about how they're treated. Now, 
you know, I can, I can tell you all day stories like that, mm-hmm. but, let me, but let me get to um, some, some data, because mm-hmm. I think that actually really is, is home a maybe more. More, more helpful. Yeah. So um, this year, we asked our local leaders around the country to take a survey about um, the issues that uh, they're facing in their agencies. And so, you know, I think it might be really helpful to kind of highlight what, what I thought was the maybe most significant finding, and that is that federal employees are truly shouldering a lot of, the, um, a, a lot of uh, anxiety right now, both personally and professionally. They're worried about their income. They're worried about uh, their retirement, their agencies, and I think this part cannot be um, uh, overstated. They are worried about the taxpayers they serve because, in large measure, they recognize these federal employees that NTE represents Mm -hmm. recognize that they are not as effectively supporting taxpayers and servicing taxpayers simply because their agency doesn't have the staffing and their agency is not able, their agencies are not able to provide the funding uh, or they're not provided the funding and, and so as a result they don't have the, the uh, resources and the tools that they need to um, appropriately service the taxpayer. Now, in terms of morale, so this survey that we did of the respondents, and we had 730 union members Mm -hmm. respond. Mm -hmm. And this was a survey that was just taken in January. Okay, okay. 82% say that morale is declining or poor, which is up from 81% last year. Mm -hmm. Okay? Wow. 74% say that insufficient funding is the single biggest challenge facing their agency. And that is actually um, up nine points from uh, 65% last year. 82% say that their biggest personal fear is a cut to their pay and their benefits. And, you know, Derek, one of the things that I think is often lost, you know, as federal employees have a reduced pay, for example, or as they face um, government shutdowns over and over and over again, year in, year out, is the impact to local economies as a result. Right, right. So, you know, for example, in 2011, 2012, 2013, federal employees had, as you know, um, pay freezes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, and, and so, so, so you have to know that when that happens, people don't have the, the uh, discretionary income that maybe they once did. And so they're not going out and buying that new car. They're That's not right. going out and taking their wife or girlfriend or right. friends or whoever, family members, out to dinner. They, they're um, not pumping you know, that money back into the economy. I mean, they, they're that's scared. Exact, they're that's scared. exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Um, so 84% also say that uh, the funding crisis um, has caused a staffing shortage where they work. 83% say losing retirement benefits would make them feel that their public service was not respected 
or valued. Wow. Now, on that note, Derek, I'll tell you this. When I travel around and I do talk to federal employees, the, the single biggest um, comment mm-hmm. that I get is, we are not valued. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Tony, ho- I want you to hold it right there. I, I had to keep Certainly. it going because, you know, I, I couldn't let it stop you. You were on a roll and, and, <laughs> I, and it needed to be it needed to be said. I mean, because these are some important issues. Everything you just kind of mentioned, insufficient funds, uh, the pay concerns, uh, the government shutdowns, the staffing shortage, the not valued and not respected. I mean, all those. And, and, and we have to listen to our federal employees because those are the are, are, the, are what I call the grunts. Those are the ones who are out there doing the work. They're, they're on the ground. They're on the field. You're right. You know, and, and a lot of times, you know, we can look at things from the, the high above, the high towers in the White House and Congress, but that's not where the real work is being done. The real work is being done out there in the nation by these federal employees. We're talking to Tony Reardon right now. He is the national president of NTEU. They're an association, I mean, a union, I should say. I keep on talking about association. They're a union that it represents federal employees. And, 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 and I would agree with you. I'm not going to be biased right here, but I would agree with you, Tony, that if there's any time there's a, a, a voice that needs to be be uh, uh, put out for federal employees. It's the unions that have to do it because a lot of federal employees are scared right now. They don't, you know, anytime somebody feel like they're going to talk, they feel like they're going to get fired. They can't be whistleblowers. They can't do a number of different things right now. And so they have to have somebody who can speak for their interests, who can stand up for them and try to protect them in these times right now. We're going to come right back. We're going to continue to talk about these issues. When we're on Federal News Radio. This is the Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. Welcome back to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch from Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. If you're just joining us, you've missed a lot and you need to go back and listen online or whatever the case is. But we've been talking about what's going on with federal employees. We've been talking about all the different issues that are going on, how federal employees feel right now. It's, it's, it's a really new time. It's a troubling time, I would say. I talk to a number of different federal employees and I hear a lot of different issues, a lot of different concerns. And this is why I reached out to Tony Reardon. He is the national president of NTEU. They're uh, one of the uh, federal unions that are out there um, who represent uh, uh, 32 different agencies that are out there, a wide body of federal employees. They represent their interests. Uh, they're the voice of these federal employees when they can't speak for themselves. And we're talking about all the different things that are going on with the with the new budget, uh, uh, with the uh, government shutdowns, uh, with federal employees not feeling uh, valued and respected right now with their concerns right now, because that really impacts how they serve the nation. Hey, Tony, you know, we we were talking about this and, and you mentioned something as we just took the break. And I think this is important. Uh, people don't really realize how much the federal government does. I mean, if, if you ever really took a look at all the different agencies and all the impact of what the federal government is, not just in D.C., but around the nation and around the world. I mean, in terms of what our federal employees are doing, talk to us about that. Just a, a snapshot of what our federal employees are doing all over the place. Well, you know, you uh, you raise a good point. One of the things that has always been somewhat uh, interesting, Derek, to me, is that when you go back really decades, you know, federal employees have been kind of under fire. And it's always, it's always been incredible to me because I grew up in a family with a, with a father who was a federal employee. Mm-hmm. I've, so I've been around federal employees much of my life. And it, I could never square in my own mind or really truly understand why federal employees were um, always 
thought of or, you know, they talked about like they were uh, somehow bad people. And it, it has occurred to me, and one of the things that, in fact, I was just talking to uh, some people on my staff yesterday, it occurred to me that, you know, we in the federal community have got to do a significantly better job of telling our story. Now, that's nothing new, right? But, what, but the, the question really comes down to, how do we go about doing that? Well, one of the things that, that I did um, recently was I had an opportunity to, to uh, kind of go on, a, on uh, a digital tour, if you will, out to various uh, television and radio stations talking about this very issue of what is it that the federal government does for our citizens. And I think oftentimes the general citizenry doesn't really have a, a, a good picture of that. And so let me, let me spend a couple seconds on that. When you think, for example, about the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS is, the, is maybe the agency that people tend uh, not to like, right? Because who, who, after all, wants to pay taxes? Right. Well, until people recognize and understand what it is that the IRS does. First and foremost, I would, I would suggest that um, it's not the IRS, we have to remember, that makes the tax laws. It's Congress. Um, but secondly, it is the IRS that brings in 93% of our government's revenue. And so if, for example, you do appreciate the fact that there are life-saving drugs that get brought to market um, in the FDA, Thank you, IRS. Right. Thank you, federal government. Right. If you if you are um, one who believes in in um, port security, so that you know um, bad people and drugs and those kinds of things don't come in uh, through our ports of entry. We have 328 ports of entry around around the country, and those are airports and seaports and land border crossings. If if you want those safe, it's federal employees that are protecting those. They also help to facilitate trade and travel. And there is an economic benefit, a huge economic benefit for that. We've got uh, folks in the Nuclear Regulatory uh, Commission who are, who are protecting our nuclear sites. So, I mean, I could go on and on, but it's, it's those kinds of things that when the general citizen sort of sits back and they hear that and you have discussions with them about those things, they say, holy mackerel, you know, I, I, it makes sense, but I just never really thought about that. Well, it's the highly skilled, highly educated, educated highly committed federal employees that do that work day in and day out. You know, that's so important, Tony, because, you know, you hit it. I mean, a lot of people don't really understand a lot of things. And, 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 and even some of the inventions that we have right now, Tony, I mean, the Internet, right? I mean, uh, GPS, right? I mean, that came from the federal government. I mean, those are our inventions that came out of our federal workforce and, and other things of that sort that we enjoy right now. So whether it be the taxes that we pay that fund, you know, various projects and fund, you know, cancer research or like you mentioned, all the other things that we're doing um, it's the federal government that does that and is really the, the 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 fundamental foundation of our society in its own little way you know well you know Derek you're exactly right and a couple things that I would that I would mention probably many of uh, your listeners are are familiar with the uh, Samuel J Heyman awards the Sammys as mm-hmm, they're known mm-hmm, and their mm-hmm. and their federal employee awards and I, I tell this story um, uh, somewhat 
frequently because it's it's really meaningful to me, candidly. Um, I've been fortunate the last few years to uh, be one of the uh, judges for those awards. Well, a couple years ago, I was um, in the in the audience on the evening of the awards, and there was the the gentleman that ultimately, and I don't recall his name um, off the top of my head, but the gentleman that ultimately won the federal employee of the year was a a doctor, and he had been for you know the vast majority of his career uh, doing some sort of uh, cancer research, which I could never describe to you, mm-hmm. but it was cancer research, and. You know, it was it was noteworthy to me because it occurred to me that evening that only the federal government. Now, this guy had been a federal employee for something on the order of I think forty-two years or something. Right, right. Only the federal government would fund research like that for forty years. Right, right. Without getting without a profit, without anything, without a profit. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And. So what they did, up onto the stage came a woman who had been told by doctors around the country that she was going to die from cancer. And this, this federal employee, this doctor, his research kept her alive, and she is alive to this day, or at wow. least to yeah, that point. No, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I have to tell you, I sat in the audience with tears in my eyes, because for me, it was one more confirmation of what government is about right. and what, in particular, our federal employees do for the American public. So, you know, those kinds of things, I think, are uh, important to recognize. But here's something else. When we talk about the importance of the federal government, let's think back to 9-11. Let's think not so long ago, back to um, Hurricane Irma, mm-hmm. Hurricane Maria, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and the wildfires. But who are the first people that show up right. Right. to help our country? That's who right. are the first responders? In, in large measure, there are a lot of federal employees as FEMA, Coast Guard, whoever the case is, yeah. EPA like That's right. when, remember you had the um in uh, Hurricane Irma, you had the um I think they were like oil wells mm-hmm. that were mm-hmm. or gas leaks or whatever. And the EPA was down there flying airplanes, going in and actually checking to make sure, you know, if if there were uh bad gases being emitted into the atmosphere and you know, all those kinds of things. Uh certainly there were CBP, our CBP um, officers were there um, doing some police-type work, um, you know, and providing security, and, you know, we could go on. But so federal employees, they get a bad rap, and truly they don't have, uh, they don't have the kind of voice. They're not, they're not out in the media every single day. They're not on Capitol Hill every right. single day. They're not, they're not rah-rah chanting themselves and, and giving themselves no. a <laughs> no, giving themselves exactly dap right. and everything else. That's right. Tony, I've got to hold you right there. We've got to take a quick break, and we're going to keep on this conversation. I want to go back to the budget, too, when we come back, your budget concerns and all the other things that, that's going on. We're talking to Tony Reardon. He's the national president of the NTEU. They're a union that represents federal employees. They're the voice of some federal employees. They're the voice of all federal employees who are out there doing that, you know, self uh, uh, selfless uh, service that's out there, you know, where they're uh, really serving 
the community, that, like Tony was mentioning, whether it be hurricanes, whether it be incidents of terrorist incidents, whether it be uh, just the daily day to day situations, the FBI, whoever the case is. Uh, you know, we just had the recent uh, uh, situation of the school shootings. I mean, just a number of different things where our federal employees are out there trying to serve and help the community, EPA, cancer research and everything else. We'll keep this conversation going, uh, talking about some of the issues that the federal employees are facing right now when we come back. You listen to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch from Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. Welcome back to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch from Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. If you're just joining us, we have been having an outstanding conversation with Tony Reardon. He is the national president of NTEU. It's the union, one of the unions that are out there that's representing federal issues. Uh, uh, there's a number of issues that are going on. There's a number of concerns that are going on with federal employees. And so their voices have to be heard. Oftentimes we talk to uh, different agencies or, or, or other people uh, in this federal sector, but you know, oftentimes we cannot hear the voice of the federal employee because uh, they one can't come on and, and really express that. They need someone who's a champion for them. And Tony's one of those champions out there. Tony, you know, with this new with the new president's budget and, you know, I know you on your site talk about the assault on federal employees, um, you know, and, and, and talk to me about this budget and talk to me. There's been a lot of concerns about just really kind of cutting. And you've even seen certain agencies just have a lot of concerns about, you know, the cutbacks on federal employees uh, that there, there's almost uh, almost like, hey, we need to get rid of the federal government in a way or we need to get rid of some of these regulations. Or we need to get rid of certain things uh, with this administration. What do you see in this budget that concerns you? Well, you know, I think, Derek, the, the fact is that we have a really familiar laundry list of anti-federal employee proposals. So just kind of quickly to run down, you know, some of those, there is um, the idea that there's going to be a pay uh, uh, freeze in 2019, they are um, the the impact of some of the proposals would really be a slowing of an employee's uh, career progression. They're they're looking at or not even just looking at. I mean, part of part of the deal here is in, in the administration's 2019 budget is making workers pay more toward uh, their retirement, which ultimately, when you contribute more. And at the end, when you retire, you don't get even one single nickel more. That, folks, is a pay cut. They are lowering pensions. They are interested in diminishing uh, the government share that the government, you know, contributes towards an employee's health insurance. The impact would also be uh, cutting sick and annual leave. They want to weaken uh, due process protections for federal employees. They want to cut uh, worker compensation benefits. So, I mean, those, that's kind of a snapshot, if sure, you will, sure, sure, sure. Of, the, of the impact of the budget proposal were it to be passed. Um, in its current form, and I don't believe it will be. Okay, okay. Is, is Congress listening to you guys? Is, I mean, are, you know, are you? I, mean, I know you're working the Hill and everything else. Is, is, is Congress? Um, are, are there congressional leaders who are still um, the advocates for federal employees and, and kind of you know holding back on these uh, uh, any kind of assault on federal employees? Um, there, there absolutely are, and I think you know when you look back over the last uh, uh, year or so. You know, there have certainly been attacks on on uh, retirement benefits, for example, just you know to use that as as an example. And 
um, NTE was able to um, help defeat that, those attacks, you know, hold them back. And there are absolutely people who um, are on Capitol Hill that, that um, support federal employees. And I, and I think, you know, there are many that understand that, that um, federal employees have already contributed. When you look, when you look at, um, you know, pay that has already been frozen, as I said, in 2011, 12, mm-hmm. 13, and then mm-hmm. the, the very meager increases that employees have seen, when you look at some of the impact on um, what's happened with uh, uh, the increasing of retirement contributions several years ago for, for newly hired federal employees, I mean, federal employees have given $200 billion in benefit and, and pay, really, that's been slashed since 2011. So, you know, from my perspective, Derek, enough's enough. Right, right, right. You know, you talk about this, this, you know, and there's a concern because I just, you know, you were talking about staffing shortages and all the other kind of stuff. And we just had this, uh, uh, you know, major kind of tax cut, you know, dynamic and where uh, the wealthy is going to benefit a lot off of this. And and, and I, I guess I have a concern of really uh, the impact on the federal workforce and the impact on because a lot of different agencies right now um, don't have the staffing. And, and we're also bringing a lot more contractors. Uh, we're also, you know, don't have people getting cleared. And so we can't ramp up certain agencies because the clearance is, is a backlog over 500 days sometimes when, in, in some estimates. I mean, you know, what <laughs> what where are we going with this, Tony? I mean, it, it just seems as if it, people aren't thinking about uh, um you know, the long-term nature of the federal government and what needs to be done? Well, you know, I, I think, um, I think Derek, you're, you're exactly right. If we look, let, let's take a look at Customs and Border Protection. Mm-hmm. NTU represents um, imp- employees in the Office of Field Operations. Okay, those are the, for, just for your listeners' sake, those are the folks who work in the ports of entry. So you've got Border Patrol that, that mans the borders, that's not into you, um, and they're they're the folks that are in the green uniforms. And then you've got in the ports of entry between the actual borders, you've got the ports of entry. That's the office of field operations, and those are the blue uniforms. Let's look at let's look at the um, our, our CBPOs, um, customs and border protection officers, the ones that man the ports of entry. Right now. They, we across the country, are short 3,700 CBPOs. As a result, as a result, we have CBPOs in San Ysidro, uh, at the San Ysidro uh, uh, border cross, land border crossing in California, for example, or in Nogales, um, Arizona at the border crossing there. We have folks, and in other places, but I'm using them as those two as really prime examples. We have employees who are working 16-hour days, days on end. Wow. So, what's the, so what's the impact of that? Well, clearly there is a health uh, problem there. Right. But what else? Are they as sharp as maybe we want them? Right. Um, you know, manning our ports of entry? Probably not. I mean, who could be after working 16-hour days, days on end? Um, 
But there's, there's, a, there's an impact, so there's certainly an impact, you know, to our country, but there's an impact to these individuals and to their families and ultimately to the morale of these employees because they're not able to go to their kids' ball games, right. they're not able to go to family reunions, That's they're right. not able to go to church with their family, you know, whatever. Um, and, and that is a major problem for morale. So where we're already short on the number of employees by 3,700, one would hope that these CBPOs around the country would be the best recruiters for CBP. Right, right. But guess what? When you've got the morale that is so, has, has sunk so incredibly low, how many people that have to work that crazy um, number of hours, day after day after day, how many of them do you think are going to their children and saying, hey, I hope you grow up to be just like me and work for CBP. Right, and I can't, and you or, can't see your family either. <laughs> exactly. You know what? You know what? It, it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And, and you know what, too, uh, Tony? I mean, you you've also got a, a, a where the market is is bouncing back, and now there's other jobs that are available, and and because of. Like you said, the overworking nature of the situation and then also just the difficulty of some people having to get through uh, the process to, to get in. I mean, I, I understand we got to clear people, but it's just become an arduous process that, you know, even the most talented just say, I can't do this anymore. Well, you have hit precisely on a significant problem within CBP. So. The uh, polygraph test, it's clearly something that, that, number one, it's mandated by Congress. Right. So it's important. Um, here's the deal. CBP has been failing, those taking the polygraph to become CBPOs, has been failing folks at a, um, uh, at, at a rate of 63%. Wow. So 63% of those taking the polygraph were failing. Now, I think they're starting to, um, they're looking at different ways of conducting the polygraph, and so there's starting to be some, some improvement. But for, for a long period of time, it's been that high. And the, in other federal law enforcement agencies, the failure rate was about 26%. Hmm. So think about that for a second. Now, there are other problems. And the, the, you know, the other problem, for example, is the segmented hiring process. Now, I know CBP is, is looking to uh, resolve some of these issues, but it, they've been longstanding problems. So you had the segmented hiring process where someone, for example, had to go to one place in order to do their first interview, and then a couple weeks later might have to go do the polygraph and, and then Tony, have to do Tony, a physical Tony, test. Let me hold you really, really quick. Yeah. I want to take a real quick break, and I want you to just keep where you're at right now, and I just okay. want you to come okay. right back into it. We got to take a real quick break. Listen to FedEx. We're talking to Tony Reardon. Got to come on back and listen to this because we're in the last segment and I need Tony to finish this up so he can, you know, because he's describing a serious issue, you know, that, that's going on in the federal government right now in terms of just kind of a broken process that needs to be improved that a lot of people are dealing with. And it's important for people to hear. We're on Fed Access with Derek T. George from Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. We'll be right back after this break.
Welcome back to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. If you just joined us, we've been talking about federal employees and we've been talking about some of the federal employee issues and some of the issues with the federal government and some of the things that, you know, the budget right now in terms of the new administration that they're proposing. I shouldn't even call it the new administration. The Trump administration right now is proposing that really kind of some sets back federal workers, sets back uh, federal employees, uh, sets back some of the things that we really do need to be improved. Uh, we're talking to Tony Reardon. He is the national president of NTEU. They are the, one of the national unions that represent federal employees and represent their issues. They're a voice for these federal employees to speak up for them and really take these issues to the administration, take these issues to Congress and take these issues to the American people so that we can affect change. Hey, Tony, you were talking about, you know, customs, water protection, talking about the field operations, you know, uh, don't get the phone. Um, um, get, talk to keep on talking to me. Tell me more what you were saying about the broken process. Well, so, and, and you're exactly right. I mean, so we've got a segmented hiring process that until very recently was taking an individual from the time that they actually filled out their application mm-hmm. to the time that they were onboarded. Mm-hmm. It was taking, um, in some cases, nearly two years. And, and, who, Not many and, who, people. and who, 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 who's going to wait for that? Exactly. <laughs> who's going to exactly. wait for that, Tony? <laughs> exactly. How many people will wait, can afford to wait, right. um, and, and, and so you're exactly right. Now, that process has, um, my understanding is, started to improve pretty dramatically, and I found myself, I was in a, uh, in a hearing in the uh, Senate not, too, not all that long ago, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the fact that the hiring process had been improved to, um, I want to say, you know, eight or nine months, and I found myself thinking, wow, that is really outstanding. And then I, I sort of caught myself and I thought, eight or nine months. months. <laughs> right, right, right. So I think, you know, there is a lot of work that uh, still needs to be done. And, and I believe that there is an interest um, in that work being done. So I right. think we're starting to see some improvement. And I know CBP is looking to uh, improve that now. And so I, I, you know, I feel confident that they're, they're going to uh, uh, do do the work necessary ultimately to fix the problem because here's the bottom line for the employees but also for our country we've got to get these people hired and it's not right. you know I was using CBP as an example so I don't want to get too far afield here yeah. the reality is that we've got you know significant problems with staffing across agencies right. and until we get that solved it's the American people, I fear, that are going to pay the ultimate price. They are not being serviced and provided the support and the assistance that they deserve and candidly that they need. You know, well, you know, it, there's two there's a disconnect to me, Tony, because, you know, you hear the administration talk about, you know, the wall, talk about we need to do this, that and the other. Talk about we need to have more, you know, more people out there, you know, on the border and, and border operations and everything else. And then there's this, you know, there's this cut, there's this disconnect, there's this assault on federal employees about pay and, and you know, there's this government shutdown. And so I, it, there's this such a big disconnect between some of our government leaders and, and then what they say they want the federal government to do. And so I, I have to kind of get a sense that, you know, that there's such a frustration out there in the field uh, about because th- what you're talking about, it requires money to do. It requires resources to do, you know, background investigations, all these other things. I mean, that, that's a time intensive thing. If you don't have enough people to do it, you continue to slow down this 
process, and 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 he did. That's why we're at two years. You know, I mean, so I I, I have to sense that the people are, are really really frustrated out there in the field. Well, I I think you have really hit it on the head. Federal employees are um, very frustrated out there in the field, and I will tell you when you you know when you look at it, Derek, from the perspective of what's happening year after year with facing a potential government shutdown, when you look at what's happening um, year after year with attacks on, on retirement, attacks on health insurance, attacks on pay, here's, here is ultimately what I fear as a citizen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's what I fear. Another very, very quick story. I'll uh, shorten it dramatically. When I was in um, high school, I was a foreign exchange student in uh, uh, what at that time was West Germany. They asked me to go to the front of a history class, and uh, at, they wanted to ask me, wanted to ask the American kid questions, right? So mm-hmm. the um, one individual, first question, gentleman stood up and he said, Tony, can you explain to me why the um, uh, U.S. civil service system is the marvel of the world? Well, I was 14 years old, you know, it's like, come <laughs> right. on, how, how do you, I know, you, you right? You can answer technically on that one, right? <laughs> right. Couldn't answer technically, right? And I was a little embarrassed, right, candidly. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like, holy mackerel, this, you know, foreign, this foreign student knows more about this stuff than I do. Right. Well, yeah. you know, I've since found out quite a lot about it, obviously. And, you know, here's my concern, though. The, the reality is that we do have the best civil service in the world. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to continually um, attack their, their pay, we're going to continually attack their benefits, what are these folks who are, are uh, currently our, uh, our federal employees, what are they going to do? They're going to find other jobs. Right. Right? right. The economy's improving. Right. They're going to find other jobs. What about young folks who are coming out of high school or out of college, just first entering the workforce? Are they going to go to a work at a place the federal government, where they know they face um, pay freezes, where they know they face attacks on on benefits, on on their health benefits, retirement benefits, on their due process rights, you know, those kinds of things. They're not going to go to work there. And so what I fear ultimately is our, the potential that we don't have a federal service, a civil service, that is the marvel of the world. That's a problem. It is. It is. It's a serious problem. And, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's funny because I was as I was scrolling down the different issues that you guys represent about the Like you mentioned, the IRS needs funding, uh, uh, you know, the CFPB uh, that deals with consumers protection and everything else. They're trying to weaken that. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, the, the, you know, the energy and environment programs are being weakened. And these are all things that we you know, we honestly had to learn by kind of like, you know, learn by fire. Right. I mean, we had to learn by getting burnt by, you know, by environmental issues and, and people dying. And so therefore, these laws got implemented, consumer issues and, and banks and, 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 and credit card institutions taking advantage of consumers. Uh, a lot of people losing money or, or being you know charged fees that they shouldn't have been charged and people getting richer off the off the poor. Uh, these things we've had to learn by fire. And now they're being weakened. Well, you're exactly right. And you mentioned CFPB. And that is uh, an agency where uh, we represent those employees. And let's think about what it is that they do. They help protect the most vulnerable among us from attacks by big financial institutions. They go out and they, in, in many cases, get money back for people when they've been essentially ripped off. 
And you're right. Right now, there is a move afoot to in, in you know in the administration and on Capitol Hill to um, weaken that agency. Now that is a shame right. because what is it that they do? They protect the most vulnerable Americans from getting their mo- from getting ripped off is essentially what they do. Right. Um, so. Yeah, that. If anything, we should be we should be putting more energy into these agencies rather than putting less. And it's it's frustrating. It's just frustrating for me to hear, Tony, that uh, and just well, not even just to hear, to see what's going on right now. And and it is a major concern, Tony. I mean, we we got to end it. I I hate that because we're we're way past time. But I got to get you back. I got to get you back on the show uh, because there's so much that um, is going on. and, And I want the federal voice. Uh, the federal employees' voice to be heard, and I think we've got to um, do a lot more to to really uh, help people understand what's going on and hear it from the inside. The people from the inside are saying, "Hey, listen, there's something wrong right now. There's something that needs to be done." And you know, they can't speak it for themselves. They can maybe tell their family and friends, but they can't really jump out and and be protesting. And they're not, and that's not the kind of people they are. They're servants. They're public servants. They want to just get down and do the work of the American people. But you're one of those people who has to lift that voice up. And so we've got to get you back to continue to do that, Tony. I, I would be happy to come back, and I applaud you, Derek, for uh, putting these uh, these issues front and center. I appreciate it. Listen, you can find the website at nteu.org. I've been talking to Tony Reardon. He's a national president. Also, check out their website. They've got some good stuff on black history for Black History Month. It's President's Day. Check all the resources out. They also cover all the different issues, nteu.org. If you're a federal employee, go ahead and join You know this union. Get some representation. Get your voice heard. Thank you, Tony. We'll be talking to you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to Fed Access with Derek T. Dortch on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear the entire show or any of our weekly programs anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Fed Access with Derek T. Dortch, only on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 